Welcome, it's indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richie, good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today, breaking down news of the day. We got Sharon Reed coming up in just a few minutes. Top story of the day, full racism on display. A senator, obviously a Republican, goes on Fox News, safe haven for all things racist. And this senator indicates that the Vice President Kamala Harris should sail at 75. Here's the clip. And they have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable, um, that, that uh, when her IQ gets to 75, she should, should sell. Producers, I want you to cue that up one more time. I'm going to go to it in just a moment. I want you to understand that you may have scratched your head and said, wait a minute, I don't get it. What kind of joke is that? The reason you don't get it is because you're not a bigoted white male. You see, at the country club, that would have landed very well. Everyone would have fell out in laughter. Here it is again. And they have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable um, that that uh, when her IQ gets to 75, she should should sell. She should sell. The senator from Louisiana, a Republican, got personal in insulting the VP on Fox News. Senator John Kennedy took a crude jab. I call it a racial or racist jab at Vice President Kamala Harris on Monday. In an interview with Fox News, Martha McCullum, I've been on her show before, ironically. The senator slammed the Biden administration's board of policies while getting downright personal about Harris, who is black and Indian American. Kennedy, who is obviously white, said the uh, Americans have concluded that Vice President Harris is not capable that when her IQ gets to 75, she should sell. Like an auction block, like someone who has been enslaved, a human being, for purchase, okay? The IQ dynamic is to indicate that she's dumb. You can disagree with policy all day. You can disagree with governmental rule all day. You can have a healthy debate about a position all day. But instead of criticizing a policy as he did with President Biden, when pivoting to VP Harris, he decides to criticize her intelligence and said she should sell at 75. There's more. McCollum uh, did not react to the joke, uh, but people on social media did, calling it racist, misogynistic, disgusting, and unnecessary. They also said it was hateful. Kennedy tried to soften the insult by adding, quote, Again, I'm not saying that's fair or accurate. 
But that's the conclusion today that the American public have reached, end quote. The right-wing lawmaker came under fire earlier this year for bigotry aimed south of the border, saying, quote, without the people of America, Mexico, figuratively speaking, would be eating cat food out of a can and living in a tent behind an outback, end quote. Kennedy said that in May. Nor was his comment to McCullum, the first time he made a remark about Harris that came across as racially coded, saying, quote, I would say the vice president needs to work on being a little more articulate, end quote. Kennedy said in July, some might say that based on her performances, that English is not her first, second, third, or even fourth language. What is he doing? You see, this is how biggest talk at their dinner table. This is how they talk in their social clubs, their silos of racism. They talk like this among themselves. And it is funny to them. It is hilarious to them. They laugh it up. Now that conversation is being protected by a major faux news company called Fox News. And in this, they are well aware that a person like, you know, Senator Kennedy is going to come on and talk about exactly what he said. He's going to be racist. He's going to be adversarial to the normative conclusion that most people have reached that racism is bad. These racial tropes have no place in our conversations. He receives no challenge. He receives no pushback. He receives another softball question in order to insult someone based on race. This is the de-evolution of an entire nation before you. This is the part where we have to make a decision about our leadership, about who becomes representative, representatives among us, who's willing to fight the good fight. You think Nancy Pelosi is willing to fight like hell? Who will do so? There are progressives who are willing, who are already elected. Massive money has been allocated to make sure they have no political voice, meaning you will have no political voice. They are trying to normalize racism, not simply making it acceptable, but making it celebrated. They're not trying to bring America back. They're not trying to make America great again. They're trying to make America worse than it has ever been. That is the goal. We will bring you updates if any US Senator of note has enough guts to say something against the racism spewed by their colleague.
a woman goes into a subway to get a regular subway sandwich. She pays over $7,000 for the subway sandwich. She tries to get her money back. The general manager refuses to engage. And the bank that holds the credit line to the credit card sent her a denial letter. We got to set the record straight. Put up her picture full mass. This is a damn shame. Per WSB TV, they did remarkable reporting on this, by the way. In College Park, Georgia, more than $7,000 was spent for a Subway Italian sub. That's a number four on the menu inside of Metro Atlanta. The woman, you're looking at her now, discovered the charge on her credit card bill. Because on Friday, she checks her credit card statement. Her name is Vera Connor. Ms. Connor told Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray, who once again did a great job on this story, said, quote, I could have gone to Italy and got a sandwich. And ma'am, you are absolutely correct. And hell, you would have had some money left over. This is the College Park subway in question. All right. Now, Connor said at the end of every week, she checks her credit card, her credit card statements. And that's when she noticed the charge. Uh, And let's put up the subway just for reference. She said, and I quote, I know exactly what it normally costs. It's $7.54, she said. But the bill for the meal charged to her credit card was $7,112.98. She said, and I quote, I was like, Oh my God, how did this happen? Connor said. Connor then noticed that the number on the tip line matched several numbers of her telephone number. So now she believes the screen changed to tip when she was trying to enter her phone number to collect her subway reward points. Quote, I must have been king in the pad. And the screen changed, Connor said. She thought it would be a simple fix. But for nearly a month, Ms. Connor has been trying to unsuccessfully get the charge reversed. Ms. Connor said the subway store manager repeatedly refused to discuss it with her. And she received a denial letter when she disputed the charge with her credit card company. Quote, this is unbelievable because I feel like everyone that sees it has to know that it's a mistake. I've worked in retail before. I know how we tally up at the end of the night. Connor said, Bank of America, which is the issuer of Connor's credit card, said they reached out to the Subway franchise and its corporate offices. Now, she makes a great point here about you have to tally up at the end of the night. I've worked in retail. I've worked in fast food establishments. You always count at the end of the night. I have to say this, but because of how the general manager decided to not even engage in a conversation, no one made an issue of this at the moment of or the night they actually counted down. There could be something nefarious here, in my opinion. Maybe the screen did not simply magically change on Ms. Connor. 
she makes a similar purchase routinely. And this has never happened before. But she's giving everyone the benefit of the doubt, simply attempting to get her money back. So she goes to the store. According to her, store does not respond. Local news could not get the manager to respond either. And then she goes to Bank of America. Shame on you, Bank of America. Now, naturally, Subway should have given her the money back, granted. But Bank of America, real simple. I'm just making a recommendation to you. You know good and damn well she did not leave a $7,000 tip. I don't know why your algorithm programs did not alert the customer that somebody's trying to tip a human being $7,000. This is not normative for you. This is not what you typically do. You need to give us an indication that this is actually you doing this. Most credit cards have something like that connected to it these days. But Bank of America, if you would have said to Subway Corporate, listen, if you all don't give Ms. Connor her money back, um, we're going to suspend um, your ability to utilize our vending services for customers that come in. So they can take every card but ours um, until you make this right. That's it. Money would have been paid that moment. Uh, Minutes after tagging Subway, I'm talking about channel two, WSB TV, minutes after they tag Subway and say, hey, everybody, we're doing the story about Subway, here's what happened. Subway responded, responded to Gray's multiple requests for comment and said they were aware that Connor disputed the charge and that Bank of America had requested a charge back. Subway said it was in the middle of processing the charge back. Uh, There has been no conclusion to the charge back as of today. So we are following this story. We will bring you an update as soon as an update is available. But I promise you, Subway, this is not what you want to do with your life. Just go ahead and give this woman her money back. This is the simplest thing in the world. All right. Christmas is coming up. This is a family woman. $7,000 tip. Insane. All right. Let's make it right. Um, Sharon, you know, somebody knew. Somebody knew this draw is too high for the business we've done today. We need to look back and see what happened. But nobody said anything to Ms. Conner. Yeah, this is so pathetic. And I must tell you, Dr. Ritchie, that if my name was Sharon Subway or Sharon America, (laughs) everyone's fired. That this even had to, why am I on your show? That's what I would stop my turkey prep. And I want to know why I'm on the show because is this what we're doing? You're that ignorant? Stop it. They're already getting cold though, Doc. It's done. It's I'm not reversing that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, once again, top leadership is probably stuck in a WTF moment. This is one mm-hmm. of the simplest things you could resolve. Now all of a sudden it has become national news. Uh, but Ms. Connor is going to get her damn money back. All right. We have an indisputable news exclusive. What if I told you a man? Goes to work early, early, and the manager calls the police on him because he is at work early. I kid you not, that is the allegation. Here's the video. I'm here at Applebee's restaurant. Got the manager here. I never heard nothing like this in my life, y'all. This lady 
is upset with me because I come to work early. Now, mind you not, yeah, I'm scheduled to come at 8.30. Now, I work here at Applebee's and Picayune, Mississippi on Memorial Boulevard. Now, this is what she do. Now, she gets upset with me because I come to work early. She got a problem with me. Now, she won't let me in the restaurant tell me I can't come in until my schedule. Now, they got people, mind you now, they got folk that, that have to be scheduled, scheduled to come to work at 5 o'clock. They come to work 4 o'clock. They go right in the restaurant. This is what she do. She let the white guy in there, and she won't let me in there. That Yeah, yeah. And I know why. Because she is prejudiced. Not only that, she didn't call the police on me. And I work here because I come to work early. I want y'all to see this here. This lady then literally called the police on me because I come to work early. Even though I'm, I never in my life ever heard of something like this. And now mind you now, I'm in the state of Mississippi where there ain't nothing but prejudice and a racist state. But I may have been born here, but I have not been raised here. So when I, so I know when I see prejudice or racist, because I recognize it. And when I see it, I'm going to let them know I see it. Now look what she did. Here I work here. An employee here, this lady didn't call the police on me because I have come to work early. This man is in Picayune, Mississippi. Here's what happened when the police arrived. And this lady right here, I got a problem with her because I come to work early. She's a manager. Now she let the money, now she let the white guy in. She let, I'm, 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 I'm upset, man. I got a right to be upset. Now they got people come to work here early and they go in the restaurant. The people don't say nothing. And she, I come here early all the time. The general manager let me up in here and don't say nothing. I called and he let me up in here. She ain't no general manager. Okay. So what? That's so yeah. I, there ain't no reason for us to yeah. be together. I ain't steal nothing out the restaurant. I ain't disrespect nobody, y'all. I ain't use no profanity when I'm talking to him or nothing like that. But see, I know what time it is. This lady is straight up racist. Cause she called the police because she want me to go to jail. She don't want me here because she know I'm going to And then in that mind on that, I'm going to call corporate and tell corporate. Corporate don't tolerate this mess. So, Mr. Harris, so here's the deal. Right, so what your manager just explained to me is that they don't want you to work today just because of how you are right now. So what they want you to do is just leave the property until further notice, okay? Now see, now look, 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 y'all. They want me to leave the property. I come to work early. The police tell me to leave the property because I come here because I came to work early. The police said, you heard it. Hey, you know, the manager wants you to leave because of how you are now. He's that way because guns were called due to the fact he is a hard worker and came to work. Early. Put up the picture for a mass. I'm going to give you a significant background. The incident occurred in Picayune, Mississippi. The Applebee's employee who posted the video, his name is Henry White. Mr. White, according to him, the incident occurred on November 16th. 
at the Applebee's located on 715 Memorial Boulevard. On that day, Mr. White was scheduled for his shift to start at 8.30 a.m. Mr. White decided to show up at 7.15 a.m. to the location to assist with the uploading of supplies from an 18-wheeler and to clean up the facility. Mr. White claims he was willing to work off the clock in order to help. This is actually, according to Mr. White, not an abnormal thing. Many of them do this in order to help each other out. According to Mr. White, the manager of the location had let a white employee in early and refused to allow him entry. He also claims that she called the district manager and the district manager had advised her, call the cops on Henry. Okay. Henry was not arrested. And according to him, he is still employed with the company and has not worked another shift since the incident. We've emailed Applebee's media relations department and we are currently awaiting a statement from them regarding this incident. Um, statement or not Applebee's, I will be doing an update on this story very soon. Uh, it is time to get this under control. Now, I don't know what protocol she was following. I don't understand the unfair treatment that is alleged, I don't. But I do know working in restaurants previously myself, having someone come to work early is not a criminal offense. Having the police called on someone who comes to work early seems to me to be a violation of some protocol at Applebee's. And Applebee's, you cannot convince me that this man did something worthy of having the police called on him because he didn't even do anything worthy to be fired. He is still employed. So how did he do something illegal? Obviously, he did not. Sharon, this story is still developing. It is an indisputable exclusive. But the information that we have now um, already is so extreme. This is probably a first for indisputable, a person actually having the police called on them for coming to work early. And they are still employed by that entity. There might be something in the penal code, Mississippi, that we don't know about working too hard is now. I don't know if he's, it, yeah. can he be charged with that? But this is another reason why, Dr. Ritchie, it's been my policy for decades. I don't come to work early. <laughs> I don't come <laughs> to work early. Reason. And this is, do you see? Do you see what yeah. happens when you come to work early? Apparently, this is your fate. Mm. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. That's um, right. Uh, so we are going to follow what we have some additional information. We are working through the confirmation channels for that um, new information. But Applebee's, I'm going to update the damn story. All right. It would be fitting by the time I do so, you all have this mess cleared up. Okay, we got more on the other side. It's indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. Let me give a big shout out to Marquita Cooper, one of the biggest fans of Indisputable. Marquita is actually going to turn 40 on Thanksgiving Day. And I wanted to make sure I took the opportunity to say happy birthday. Thank you for the support. And just know you're even more Indisputable once you turn 40. All right, believe it. Okay. A lot of comments. Nostra Science, racist Republican Senator Kennedy got the IQ and 
rising stock sales joke wrong about VP Harris? Or was uh, he the IQ joke? Next TYT reporter, I hope that was the best sandwich ever made. Doubt it, this subway. Mo Fury, please sue Applebee's in a bankruptcy. It will be doing a favor to the public. It's obvious that their bland ass food was made by someone bland ass racist. Uh, Mr. White's skills should be somewhere else that will respect him as an employee and a human. Yeah. The man simply came to work early. There was nothing else cited on record. Uh, he came to work early and uh, uh, he did A, B, and C, and we didn't like it, so we told him to leave. No, no, he was just at work early. That's why the police were confused. There has to be something else here. Uh, you know, abuse of 911 is an actual crime in virtually every jurisdiction. All right, there's more. The Jack, thank you for that, by the way. Anyone see the village? That's the Republican ideal. They want to make. And Ricardo Chucky, this makes no sense. And the fact that police are siding with the corporation is unbelievable. That's why they exist primarily to protect commercial interest. All right, once again, the Jack, thank you again. He's pissed because of what Karen did. And of course, cops accommodated her. That's right, he's upset. <laughs> I mean, to come back and say, well, they don't want you here because, you know, ironically, you're upset. Because they called the police on you and they should not have. So that's your fault and you need to go home. Uh, Nina Seward, welcome to Indisputable, and then immediately upgraded membership to Double Doser. Thank you for that. And Twitch. Yeah. Lawrence Factor, charging someone something other than menu price is illegal. FTC doesn't like that as well. This is so. So accurate. And there are rules about this that are governed by statute. I agree with you 100%. Avenues should be explored. All right. That's something for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a and Sunday? You're going to feel free. Back off. I'm going to tell an African American man threatening my life. I'm not a Democrat. Don't be fine. Is this land? No, am I? No, it's not. And you're on it. I'm not on it. You are touching my land. You want me to move it out two feet? You want me to not call a game warden? You shouldn't have shot the duck. I'm a hunter, not a. That's debatable. Not hunting your land. But you're on it. We're not. Your corn's back here. We're on the beans. Touching my corn, or did I take the wrong picture? Do you want me to pick up the grass that's touching your corn? This is my land, and I wanted to hunt it, and you're on it. That's pure and simple. Don't even talk anymore. Hey, dude, come on. We got ducks working us, man. Give me $300, and I'll let you hunt here today. We're not on your land. All right. Obviously, a serious situation. And then, yep, the game warden actually appears like a genie. Jacob. I'm filming, just so you know. Okay, perfect. Give them tickets. I want there. They're pushing it. I don't care what you say. Got seated in here. They are on the line. They're pushing it. There is no reason for them to be on this line. There's a slew at that end, a slew at that end. You can. I think we're just gonna just give them tickets. I'm just. They're on my line. They're touching the corn, as you can see. 
I got yeah. pictures. Take pictures. Take pictures. You give them a ticket. I want them ticketed. But I think if, if this were to come to a trespass and, and you guys were to be charged with something, it'd probably be the non-criminal version of the trespass, which is just a fine. No loss of hunting privileges or anything like that. Okay. You That's know what, less I, than he was asking for him to go away. <laughs> I'll split the price for you leave right now. I said pay half what your fine's going to be right now and I'll leave. Do you have that on video? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Is there a way you could send me that? Oh, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put up the picture for a mass. At the end of the video, what you hear being discussed are the victims, in my opinion, Saying, hey, you know the guy, the male Karen, he actually wanted us to pay him money to avoid having the game warden come and give us a ticket. So basically, the the protocol was if we just paid him half of what the ticket would be, everything's all good. Uh, This is an interesting situation, but look at the anger. On this man's face. I mean, sir, I need you to woosah. You're out in the open, you have fresh air, you have the opportunity to commune with nature. You should not be so angry, sir. You should be one with the earth. Okay, um, hell of a thing. And naturally, uh, I think all of this would have likely went away uh, if they would have broke him off some money. Uh, but to get the actual game warden involved and then still be extreme about something that seems you know quite small, um, I don't get it. And maybe that's because, well, I'm not a male Karen. Yeah, and I think Doug, you said you, you don't understand this behavior because, well, you're not a male Karen wearing camo. I assure you that he has a lot of food, a lot of canned goods. Dried food stored in a bunker somewhere as well. And it's unfortunate, but I wouldn't go anywhere near his land, right or wrong, because this can escalate. And to think that if you just break him off, I don't know, what do you want, $300 to stop and that'll make it all go away? No, there needs to be an intervention, um, a psychiatric one, perhaps, perhaps, yeah. but I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Let's put his picture up again, full mass. You see, um, a fellow like that is just waiting for Trump to make the call. You know what I mean? That's him. An 82 year old woman begs police, don't leave me with this man, please help me. The police see the guns in the house. The man is right there, they laugh and they joke. The man says he's going to kill her in front of the police. And then tells the police leave. They laugh, they chuckle. He then kills her. Police come. He blames the police for her death. Put up the picture. In Rio Rancho. New Mexico, local outlet KOAT reports the investigative team broke the story of how an 82 year old woman named Miss Fennell on the left 
was allegedly killed by her own caretaker, Henry Cardona, on the right. Earlier this year, April 5th, after some believed the red flag gun law could have prevented her death, had the police simply used it. So, Mr. Cardona has been charged with second degree murder and will be in court on Tuesday. I'm going to give you significant details, a lot of background about what happened. 7.14 a.m., April 5th, a phone call was made to the Rio Rancho, 911. Quote, I can't control her anymore. She needs her own safety, needs to get the hell out of here. Henry Cardona said to dispatch. Cardona was talking about Miss Fennell. He had been her caregiver for several years. Adult Protective Services also played a role. So 14 minutes later, another call came into 911. The significant other of one of my patients, it is said, I'm a social worker. Called me this morning and said, get her out of here. He kind of presented as being pretty angry and then hung up on me. And then when I attempted to call back, he did not answer. So I would just feel better if someone would do a welfare check. The social worker said to dispatch. So what do we have so far? You got two people. Calling 911. One, uh, Mr. Cardona, and the other is a social worker saying, hey, listen, uh, this is probably outside of my scope of work. And I need you to make sure uh, that everybody's okay. All right. So during the 911 call, the social worker also explained how Adult Protective Services would look, was looking into an allegation regarding the home, but it was closed three weeks earlier. Police then went to the home, quote, we have adult protective services investigating too, Cardona tells police. Yeah, but I guess they closed the case, the officer said. They closed the case, Cardona replied. While police are at the home, they mentioned to Ms. Fennell that the social worker who called 911 was working on arrangements to get her to a different location with more assistance. Quote, I don't want to go somewhere, she said. In a statement, adult protective services said they do not have the authority to remove someone from their home without an individual's consent. Police then pose a question to Mr. Cardona about guns in the home. Why? Because they're visible. The cops can see them. They're right there next to the would-be victim, okay, at this time. And the cop says, quote, your firearms guy, question mark. Cardona says, oh yeah. Officer says, nice. They're loaded. They're ready to go. Cardona said. Okay. The scene. Police walk in. The woman, the 82-year-old woman who deserves so much better than what happened to her. She's on the bed begging them, don't leave me. Don't leave me. She's
she was in danger. As the officer began to say their goodbyes to Mr. Cardano, Ms. Fennell, she begs them to stay. She says, please don't leave, please don't leave. Then the conversation continues between Mr. Cardano and Ms. Fennell. What did you say? Fennell asked. Mr. Cardano says this in front of the cops. It is on their body cam. I said you're fine until I kill you. <laughs> Everybody laughs. The cop laughs. Cardano says, oh, just, just leave. Just leave. He's threatened to do that, Ms. Fennell said to the officers. She points out what you just heard is a crime. He just threatened to kill me. And instead of these cops taking action, the cops continued to talk among themselves, chuckle, brag about the guns that this man has, and left. When Mr. Cardona said, get out of here now, go away. Roughly four hours later, according to a neighbor's 911 call, Cardona began screaming he had killed Ms. Fennell. Police found Mr. Cardona covered in blood when they returned to the home. Henry Cardona blamed the police when they arrived. He said, you caused this. You didn't stop me this morning. It is your fault, end quote. He said he was going to kill her in front of the police. The police laughed, saw the guns. He told them the guns were loaded and they left her there. She was begging them not to. Investigators interviewed a family friend who said just one day prior, a nurse visiting the home had concerns for Ms. Fennell. Quote, she expressed some concerns that she might have been abused. The family friend said, you see, New Mexico has a red flag gun law. And that red flag gun law says law enforcement and prosecutors can petition the court to have someone's firearm seized if they are a threat to themselves or others. In KOAT's original investigation, they uncovered that Sandoval County, where she was killed, has never actually used the red flag law ever. And it doesn't take a lot. Um, basically, these things can happen within minutes. You contact a judge, maybe you send a text, an email, or possibly a fax, and that judge signs off on it. It's not as if it would have taken days, it literally could have taken minutes based on the statute. Um, put up the pictures again. How? How? She says, I'm unsafe. He's going to kill me. He says, you're going to be okay until I kill you. In front of the police. Police, they see all the guns. They see the history of abuse. They see the allegations that have already been filed. They do zero investigation. They tell him, basically, continue on. 
They don't even remove him just briefly. The, the simple investigative process should have been, sir, step outside so we can talk to you and talk to her without you being present. That didn't even happen. The blood of this dear elderly woman who knew she was going to be killed by this man is also on the hands of every single law enforcement official who arrived. Shame on you. And I don't care what your friends or your family may say, Oh, Jimmy, it's not your fault. They are damn liars. That woman is dead because of you. Every single one of you. We have to reconcile that in your souls and you should be charged with a crime. But the Supreme Court says that you committed none. Sharon, so sad. It is disgusting. And these officers, ha ha, kiki, and joke because people don't listen to seniors, particularly those bedridden on decline. Being a caretaker is a very hard job. What these officers did, their election of duty, maybe the high court, these activist judges can revisit some of their thinking because to me, this is the closest thing there is to accomplice to murder. You did not plan the crime, you didn't participate, but you were aware. And I don't know how much more plain someone can make it, a paint by number murder. That's what it was. And they joked and Kevin hearted their way out the door and now she's gone. Yep, yep. And the man who did it says, I told y'all I was gonna do it, you let me. Mm -hmm. Wow. All right, we got more on the other side is indisputable, stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me read some of these beautiful comments. I appreciate everyone who joins the program via chat. Um, Over 9,000 says another very glaring example of why police should not be the ones responding to 90% of emergency calls. Uh, The jacket, thank you for that, says, is that cop intuition? No. Uh, Selena Martinez, let it have been a black couple, he would have been taken down quickly and charged. Uh, Snack underscore Panther, gifted one indisputable membership. Thank you so much for that. And R. King Juan Garcia, member for 17 months. Aren't those police at least accessory to murder? They should be charged. You're damn right they should be. Come on now. Um, the, the extreme negligence would have made any other person at least um, guilty because of gross criminal negligence, okay? But because they have on a blue outfit, they are not held accountable for it. Um, Andrew Sai, uh, member for four months. Uh, my man, Dr. R, you're more than on par. You go far, farther than a star. Blessed to have come so far. That's dope. And thank you for that. Uh, you're a poet and you know it, right? All right. And Twitch, um, Ash Fair Blood Dragon. Um, all of these cops need to be charged with involuntary manslaughter at, at minimum. That, that is correct. Uh, they failed to uphold uh, their oath. Obviously, the man said he was going to kill her. They did nothing. All right, Texas police chief backs up the police who slammed an arrestee. The man um, is having a bad day, he's intoxicated. He then uh, goes 
to the jail. He's handcuffed. All right? He's handcuffed. And they break his neck. Here it is. All right? So per Atlanta Black Star, they did a remarkable job on the story, making sure we are aware. The attorneys for Christopher Shaw, Texas, black man who was left paralyzed following an arrest, have issued a statement after the surveillance video was released. This week, the footage shows Beaumont police officer James Gillen. You're about to see it here. He brings Shaw into the county jail and then he does that, okay? Shaw was arrested on um, public intoxication, okay? The officer appears to choke the 42-year-old before flipping and slamming Mr. Shaw to the concrete while he's handcuffed. That's a no-no. You do not do that. The incident left the man with a broken neck. Why? Because he was handcuffed. That's why. He was handcuffed and slammed to the floor head first. That will break anybody's neck. All right? I want to show you a steal um, of the officers holding him down as if he's getting back up. He's not getting back up. KFDM reported the release of the surveillance footage comes after Shaw pleaded guilty to assaulting a peace officer during the summer and received probation. His attorney said in a statement on Wednesday, quote, Mr. Shaw was threatened with 20 years behind bars despite being paralyzed by Beaumont police officer James Thomas Gillen. Considering his current condition, Mr. Shaw felt that it was in his best interest to receive a deferred prosecution sentence, which will eventually result in all charges being completely dismissed. So last July, Mr. Shaw, who is represented by civil rights attorney Chance Lynch, Harry Daniels, and Ben Crump, filed a lawsuit against the officer, the city of Beaumont, the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, and Core Health, that's the medical contractor for the jail. Before Gillen took Sean to custody on June 12, 2021, he was transported to a local hospital due to signs of impairment. The filing alleges, after being discharged, he was sent to jail. At one point, while other officers had complete control over Mr. Shaw, Gillen decided to body slam the man causing him to land on his head. The lawsuit said immediately upon contact, Mr. Shaw lost consciousness. After defendant Gillis stood up, Mr. Shaw laid motionless on the floor with blood pouring from his head due to a laceration on his head from the impact on the concrete floor. First responders were called to take him back to the hospital for the potential injury to his spinal cord. However, after being evaluated, he was transferred back to the facility in a wheelchair. And he had a noticeable slouch, unable to control his body. Officers had to dress him in the inmate uniform before he was placed on a chair in a cell, according to the lawsuit. While in there, he fell on the floor. 
called out to jail and medical staff for help, but allegedly was ignored. Due to his condition, he defecated and urinated on himself and had to lay in it for hours because once again, they ignored him. He began to call for help again, but the jail and medical staff waited before they called EMS, put it up. They finally called EMS. The complaint states, when EMS arrived, they found his body was swollen. His body was swollen. That's called severe trauma. And told jail off uh, officials, he should have been brought in for treatment immediately. They were upset to find someone in this condition. It was determined that he suffered spinal fractures. He had to undergo multiple surgeries. He is now confined to a wheelchair. Let us be clear, the quote says, we firmly believe that our client did not make any unlawful contact with the officer. What the video makes absolutely clear, however, is that Officer Gillen not only assaulted Christopher Shaw while he was handcuffed and in custody. The attorneys added, Officer Gillen should be prosecuted immediately. And everyone involved should be held liable for the severe and life-altering injuries Christopher Shaw sustained. Put up the chief. Beaumont Police Chief Jimmy Singletary stated in the past about the case, quote, there's about an hour of video, including our body cam footage of the arrest of Christopher Shaw for public intoxication. The footage includes his actions at the hospital where he was taken following his arrest for public intoxication. It shows his resisting and combative. That continued at the jail. He kicked my officer. I support my officer and my officer's actions, end quote. Okay, you, you want to um, live and down that hill, that's up to you, chief. Uh, but let's be very clear, uh, this is a violation of protocol. Um, there's something called red zones. You know about these because, well, you went through the police academy. So do your officers. It simply means there are certain parts of the body. We call these red zones. You all train on them. Red zones simply means if you harm someone in this particular area, it needs to be necessary, number one. And number two, you need to be aware they could actually severely be injured or perhaps die. So you do not engage in any type of red zone attack unless it is absolutely necessary to do so. So let's count the ways here, Chief. The man is incarcerated for being intoxicated, okay? It is a misdemeanor in your jurisdiction. He's in there for being intoxicated, and guess what? He acts as if he's intoxicated. That's all. He's handcuffed. He's handcuffed. All of those officers had control of his physical movement. He was not going to run somewhere. He was not going to break out. He could not harm anybody else. He was there under control of the officers. Yes, it was a physical restraint. But then this one officer, I guess, he just got tired of, I don't know, the one or two minutes you all had to hold him uh, and decided to just end everything. Why is it that he was the only officer to make that move? He didn't even have the best angle to make the move. Why did no other officer feel it was necessary to bring Mr. Shaw down head first while he was handcuffed on that concrete? Because they all knew it could likely kill him or possibly injure him severely. 
but your one officer made that call and you're standing by it. Shame on you. All right, sharing thoughts here. A pig who likely as a child put on some kind of makeshift cape and decided he wanted to be part of WWE. I doubt he could make it there, but this is not the place nor the time to do it. The fact that no one, not his fellow officers, not when the man was defecating on himself, urinating on himself, desperate for help, said, you know what? This isn't right. And the fact that the chief with a fake looking mustache, he looks like a newsman I used to know, is putting up this pathetic lie. This is America and it's very, very sad, but it's also disgusting. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> um, so these jurisdictions that continue to support each other, the sheriff jurisdiction, the city police jurisdiction, uh, then the county as a whole, uh, these things are going to continue to add up, not only for the taxpayer, but also for the political dynamics associated with supporting madness like this. We will bring you updates as they come. Remember uh, the story we brought you, a cop literally punching and kneeing a woman while she's down, all right? We do have an update, I wanna remind you of the initial footage, here it is. Her name is Christina. Um, let's first put up the picture. I'm going to give you the update and some additional background. As Atlanta Black Star reports, Charlotte Mecklenburg, North Carolina, Police Chief Johnny Jennings has finally broken his silence and shed more light on the viral video. Uh, he does acknowledge that this was a Bojangles employee. Her name is Christina Pierre. At the press conference this week, he said he understood the quote outrage and quote emotions over the video. And according to CNN, the chief has temporarily reassigned the officer pending an internal investigation. That means he's likely on paid vacation. Jennings conveyed that the entire encounter should have never happened, but also questioned the matter of accountability in the incident. It shouldn't have happened, Jennings said, of the incident, but whose responsibility is that is the question, right? Question mark. Police say the encounter escalated after two cops on patrol saw Ms. Pierre and her fiance, Anthony Lee, smoking marijuana at a bus stop, marijuana. 
Police said that they began arresting Lee, but Ms. Pierre interfered and struck an officer multiple times. The chief considered whether officers should have initiated arrest for marijuana use, even though we can, and whether the woman should have interfered with the man's arrest and hit an officer or officers, according to the Associated Press. Ms. Pierre reportedly continued to resist arrest and ignore verbal commands as officers worked to restrain her. That's when one officer struck her seven times with knee strikes and 10 closed fist strikes. Okay. Uh, this was to gain compliance according to their narrative. Police said the officer was intentional about where the strikes were made. A statement that Jennings echoed after being, um, after seeing body cam footage. I want you to think about that. I want you to think about that for a minute. The chief said, oh, well, you know, yeah, he did all that, but he was really intentional about where he punched her and need her. He was really, really strict about where those punches and his knee landed. How in the hell is that some type of rebuttal, an excuse? Um, how does that grant permission for what you saw? These officers had this woman pinned down and they covered her body so no one could see the damage that was being done by this officer. There's more. There's nothing that shows that she was struck while she was on the ground in the head or the face area. You're, you're right, because they covered it up. Correct. When you look at the body worn camera, you'll see exactly where those blows are delivered. Jennings said, What I can tell you is that the body worn camera footage, particularly when they're on the ground, tells more of a story than the footage that you've seen from a distance. I think that the public deserves the right to see this video. Now, I got something for you. Jennings said, it could be months before the body camera footage is released to the public. He identified the officer who punched Pierre as Vincent Pystone, who has now been reassigned from the patrol division to an investigative division without any additional details. Jennings said, it's too early to say just yet if the officers involved will be punished, okay? Uh, we do have pictures of her face. Um, so if her face was not struck, we don't know how she ended up with marks on her face. While Pierre hasn't given her account yet, her lawyer, Lauren Newton, told CNN uh, that she's actually terrified. And her spirit is broken. Uh, Newton said uh, Pierre is clear um, of any fractures and suffered uh, no bruising on her leg. Uh, but she did suffer injuries to her face, which Jennings believed um, could have happened in the initial um, restraint. Uh, before Pystone hit her. As police detained Lee, they found a loaded gun in his bag. So they charged him with carrying a concealed weapon, resisting officers, possession of marijuana. Ms. Pierre was also charged with resisting and possession of marijuana, as well as an additional charge of assault on a government official. Both Pierre and Lee work at the local Bojangles. The restaurant chain confirmed. Restaurant management said their place of work was near the scene of the arrest, but they finished their shifts. They weren't on the restaurant property when police approached them, uh, according to the Associated Press. And, and I want to say this because I think context is very important. Um, marijuana is not an automatically arrestable offense in the jurisdiction. Uh, the officers have the leeway to simply write a ticket or give a warning. 
Okay, so while um, people may say, well, well, why, why were they not complying? Why were they smoking marijuana? Understand, it is normally ticketed. It is normally ticketed, and the chief will have to deal with the fact you got cops arresting people that. Uh, most people would receive a ticket for in your jurisdiction. And now this happens. All right, um, sharing thoughts here. In order for this not to happen anymore, I mean, there's a lot of details that you've gone over, Dr. Ritchie, but it starts with seeing this black woman as a human being. Yep. Until that happens, it's gonna continue. They saw her as an animal and they treated her worse than one actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe it was just, you know, straight revenge. Just revenge. He's mad. He's upset. Right. How dare you? I'm the police. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you get. Um, that madness has to stop. It's a new day. Yeah. All right. We'll bring you updates as they come. Hell of a story. You know, Moms for Liberty, uh, group of Karens. Moms for Liberty, they have this person. Put them up. All right. It's, it's, it's insane. Uh, in Philadelphia, Philip Fisher Jr., Republican pastor who coordinates the faith based outreach for the Philadelphia chapter Moms for Liberty, was actually convicted a decade ago for preying on a teenage child. Fisher Jr who leads the Center for Universal Divinity in Olney, helps connect the right wing group with local faith leaders to boost membership. And other leaders say they're shocked to learn that he pleaded guilty in 2012 to a felony count of aggravated sexual abuse against a 14 year old child. When he was 25 reported the Philadelphia Inquirer. Fisher um, had a response. So Fisher says that his conviction is to be blamed on a political action committee for perennial presidential candidate Lyndon LaRoche, who he worked for but was trying to break free of what he now calls a cult. It was a political situation, what happened between me and LaRouche, Fisher said. It was a member of his camp, his party that made the accusation. They pushed it through. It was really a railroad job. Um, put him up again. Uh, you pleaded guilty. To abusing, exploit, exploiting sexual minor. You said, Judge, that was me. I did it. That's what you said. Um, Fisher is also a registered sex offender. Now, once again, uh, he is leading a Moms for Liberty chapter. Uh, is there an application process? So Fish is on the registered sex offender database, which, by the way, is what? Public record, okay? Uh, Maintained by the Illinois State Police. And that information is also listed on the National 
of sex offender website. Could have just Googled them. It would have come up. That's maintained by the US Department of Justice. Quote, I never went out of my way to hide anything, Fisher said. I'm in the database. It's an easy search. That is correct. That's the reason it exists. Moms for Liberty, shame on you all. Um, they're so, so willing to promote a black Republican. We got to have black Republicans so that we're not called racist. That they literally did not even Google the man's name. And the man is in a position of public trust, Moms for Liberty. His criminal history stunned. Um, Vince Fennerty, chair of the Philadelphia Republican City Committee, who demanded and received Fisher's uh, resignation as leader of the GOP's 42nd Ward. Wait a minute, sir. You didn't Google him either? <laughs> Damn. Um, back in 2016, uh, the Philadelphia Inquirer reported uh, that Vince was suspended at Parking Authority after uh, his second sexual harassment allegation. Vince, I, I demand your resignation now, sir. Everybody needs to resign. All of the Moms for Liberty stepped down. A national spokesperson for Moms for Liberty did not respond to a request for comment. But Sheila Armstrong, another GOP ward leader who chairs the local Moms for Liberty chapter, expressed surprise, saying that she had just received from the State Department of Human Services, a child abuse history certification in Fisher's name. So he could volunteer for an upcoming Christmas party for an autism nonprofit that she leads. What the hell? Um, listen, I disagree with all of you politically. Uh, we have very little, if anything, in common on policy proclamations and beliefs. But one notion that should be bipartisan, nonpartisan, is the fact that we should actually vet individuals who we grant positions of public trust to at least. This person was about to be around children with a certification from you. Come on. And no one just Googled his name. Um, Sharon, this is insane. It's insane. It's dippy. It's, uh, you know, your whole goal as an organization, as you stated, is to protect children. Okay. Mm. Just change the name Ostrich Moms for Liberty. They don't want to be informed, so they're not. Yep. There Google, you go. right? All you had to do was, even the offender knows that. I'm on right. the World Wide Web. Google. Yep. Yeah, he was like, well, I didn't go out of my way. Right. Wow. Wow. So there's a cop being investigated. We're trying to get more information. He shot a pedestrian on the freeway. Uh, this is shocking video. Here it is. So the incident, the incident starts with the officer on top of the pedestrian in the middle of the freeway. The officer then draws his gun, you see that right there, all right? And then quickly puts rounds into uh, the man in the pavement, all right? Um, hell of a thing, put up the screenshot. 
Okay. Uh, the footage shows the officer getting up and backing away while firing several more rounds at the person who's still on the ground. So the California Department of Justice is now investigating after state officer opened fire and killed a pedestrian in the middle of a Southern California freeway. A video posted online Sunday appears to show California Highway Patrol officers shooting a person multiple times after a struggle in the middle of Interstate 104, excuse me, 105 in South Los Angeles County. A California Highway Patrol unit responded to a call around 3.15 p.m. This was Sunday about a person walking within traffic lanes along the freeways westbound lanes. The agency said in the news release, when the unit made contact with the pedestrian, a struggle ensued and an officer involved shooting occurred according to the news release. Now, the first thing I'm thinking is that if a person is walking in the middle of traffic at 3.15 p.m., we are in um, LA County, uh, this person may have may have a mental health issue and we need to treat it as such. So the officer was what? In fear for his safety, end quote. Well, according to the Supreme Court, sir, there's not a damn thing anyone can do. After the individual used a taser against the officer, according to a separate statement from the California Highway Patrol obtained by CNN affiliate KABC. During the struggle, quote, during the struggle, the pedestrian was able to access a taser he had in his possession, activated the weapon and used the taser against the officer. The statement read, following the pedestrian's use of the weapon against the officer and in fear of his safety, the officer fired a service weapon, striking the pedestrian. Now, we don't know if um, this was used and successfully used. Uh, they do not say that outright. Uh, we don't hear them say they, uh, that the officer was struck uh, by the taser or if the taser was even um, active. The initial highway patrol uh, statement made no mention, however, of a taser, okay? So that would seemingly be the biggest deal out of the whole scenario. Uh, there was a weapon, but the weapon was left out of the initial report. No weapon, just a struggle. But then the updated version, oh, there's a weapon. There's more. CNN has reached out to the agency for the updated statement. It's unclear what led to the altercation. The department declined to provide any additional details, including the name of the pedestrian, and deferred all inquiries to the California Department of Justice. This stinks bad, right? Very much so. And we're going to stay on top of this. Sharing your thoughts. Well, even this, the cop investigated, it says, for shooting a pedestrian. I, I've grown to have, be so disheartened and skeptical about what investigating is really yeah. being done. There'll be something that'll be paid out perhaps, perhaps, if you have the stomach to stay in it. I'm sure attorney Harry Daniels knows a lot about that. And then we'll repeat, we'll just put it on rinse and repeat. And yeah. it's very, very disheartening. Very much so. All right, uh, we're going to bring you updates for sure. All right, uh, this was actually one of the most um, heartfelt um, scenarios I've seen. I thought it was beautiful. All right, you got to watch to the end though. Here it is. Hey, what's up, Journey? It's cracking, baby. Okay, last night. Can you turn those lights off? Which ones? The ones that are keeping me awake at night. Which ones, Journey? I mean. The rope lights aren't keeping you awake. The, what? The, the rope lights. The rope lights. Are they keeping you awake? 
Yeah, I don't mind it. Keep them on till you know, 10 o'clock. Charlie, we went through this before. Sweetheart. What? We went through this before. But the rope lights, they're not in your window. What? The rope lights are not in your window. Honey, I have to put pillows, pillows over my window so I can sleep. With those rope lights on, Charlie? Yeah. The cops came and they looked at the rope lights. They said they're not shining in your window. But I'll do you this. I'll do you this. I will turn them off at 10 o'clock. Okay? Is that okay? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. I got you. I don't mean to be a mean neighbor, and I want you as my neighbor. I got it, Charlie. All right? See, what I think what it is, Charlie, I think you just need to come over when you're lonely and talk and have some food and some wine. How about that? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, put it up. He saw the humanity. You know, he would have been well within his right to be offended. Obviously, according to the narrative, she has called the police on him before because of the lights. Um, but he saw beyond the exterior that we all put out there. And he was able to speak to the heart of the matter. You know, I, I think you're just lonely sometimes. And you may just want to come over here and, you know, grab some wine and crackers. Come on in. And her response um, is, indicative of a person who has been holistically disarmed, that a person has been able to speak through their exterior and talk squarely to their soul. Uh, and I thought it was one of the most beautiful moments. And dear brother, I gotta say, uh, you have taught me something. Thank you for having the spirit that you have, um, sharing thoughts. A wise, patient man, I love him. I, I love him. I have a love for her through that little snapshot into their neighborly disposition yeah. here. I just love him. Is he single, Dr. Richie? I hate to throw that in at the end, but my kind of guy. Well, your inbox is going to be full now, Sherry. <laughs> <I love laughs> Guarantee you that. Wow. Always a pleasure have you on the program. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. DYT Sports, honored to be part of it. And at Sharon Reed Live, I also have a program on In the Black Network, Real Sharon Reed. I hope you'll check it out. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. All right. Remember, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable.